Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Welcome back to the Brodo Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, brought to you by the Brodo team, Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, doing it Brodo style and discussing every single fantasy relevant player up until the start of the season. This week where today we are looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC West uh, kicking off today. I'm your host, of course, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, Michael Petrop, Jason Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Now, before we talk to them, before we get into this, I want to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. The app has every single tool you need to draft a winning team, and this goes during the season. It updates every week. To keep a winning team, that's what separates us from these other guys who might have something. We keep it going. During the season and right now, it is free, people. It costs you nothing to just check it out. On the app, fantasy player cards, who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, advanced statistics, including true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, and points per opportunity excluding TDs, which are all Brodo exclusive stats. And the reason why this is all free is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. We love our patrons. And please, if you are listening now and you like what you hear, join and support the show and the app by doing that. Now, you support us in this way. But most importantly, you get access to the community on our Discord. You play in leagues with the Broto Bros. You get an extra podcast per week, which is a waiver podcast, the most important podcast of the week, private team consultations, free gives away, giveaways, and so much more. And as always, the Broto Hub for everything is brotofantasy.com, where you can find everything Broto. Let's dive in right now to the Kansas City Chiefs, an offense that everyone is familiar with. They finished sixth overall in the league in offense. Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are back again. A lot of people critical of the fact that Eric Bieniemy did not get a head coaching job, but it's good for the Kansas City Chiefs because they get to run back their exact same crew and this sixth ranked offense in the league. Um, we know the deal. This is a Patrick Mahomes led attack. So Let's start with the quarterback. A lot of people have Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback. I have Patrick Mahomes as the number four quarterback because although I think he'll have prolific numbers, um, I think that he doesn't have the rushing uh, baseline that guys like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and um, Lamar Jackson have. So what is your thoughts on the quarterback position? Like, It's, it's hard not to love Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going as the number one quarterback off the board because of the safety and consistency. Um, he's, like the other guys you'd mentioned, he's the least likely to get injured because he uses his legs the least. He's the most talented with his arm. And he's done it for three seasons in a row now. And that adds up to him being the first quarterback off the board, even if, like, if there was a percentage chance that someone would end as the overall QB1, Mahomes probably wouldn't have the highest percentage. But he's there because of his safety. Uh, the last three seasons, he's ended as quarterback three, seven, and one. 
and it's not like he doesn't rush at all. He had 300 rushing yards last year. He actually he only had a hundred. Missed time thir- too when he finished seven. Just throwing that out there. He yes, correct. He only had 113 less rushing yards than Josh Allen last season. Hmm. The difference is that he's not running it in eight times, and Josh Allen is. He's super safe. He's never had less than 10 games as a QB1 or better. Yes, at least 10 games every season of his career as a starter, QB1 or better. He's as consistent as they come. I personally am not taking Patrick Mahomes first because that means you're the first person taking a quarterback most likely. That means it's the second or third round. Most home leagues, he's going to go on a second round pick or maybe even first. Like That's just how home leagues are. Uh, so I'm not going to be having any Mahomes, but I see it. It's it's the safety that makes him the the safe excellentness is what makes yeah. Patrick Mahomes what he is. I mean, he's an all time great, and you and and you, he's drafted as such, especially like you said in home leagues where people aren't as wise to the fact that a quarterback isn't as valuable of a position and things of that nature. Um, but Jason, you invented true throw value, and one of the reasons why true throw value exists, I'm sorry, true target value. Is because of true throw value, right? It's all about the quarterback when it comes to these weapons. It all depends on the quarterback. And this Kansas City offense is one of the most beautiful offenses ever because it's a completely funnel offense. Oh. Every year you're going to get two guys that are going to get all the passes. The first guy, Tyreek Hill, right now is either the one or two wide receiver off the board. Jason, would you take him as the number one over Devontae Adams or, or are you stay or are you, is he? where is he for you? Uh, second, ever since Aaron Rodgers is definitely going back to Green Bay. What about you? Elaborate. You want to elaborate on on why, young sir? <laughs> uh, I mean, when it comes to Tyreek Hill, there's not much to elaborate on. He's gonna run past people. He's gonna catch passes from Patrick Mahomes, and he's gonna be a stud. Like I really think you don't need to overthink it with Tyreek Hill. I think the questions come when we look at the other wide receivers. Because there's a McCole Hardman yuck boner fest going on right now. And uh, they need to droop down a little bit because he's not going to do anything. The thing with the Chiefs, you're talking about true throw value. Because when we look at the true target value of Sammy Watkins last few years, 24th, 13th, 19th. So first of all, this is what I mean when I say Sammy Watkins makes the Ravens a worse team. I truly believe that. They're a worse team when Sammy Watkins is on the field. Um, I mean that because even though he was 24th, 13th, and 19th in true target value, he was never a reliable wide receiver three or two. And that's why people are intrigued by McCole Hardman because these targets are valuable from Patrick Mahomes. But the truth is that there's never been a reliable wide receiver two in Kansas City. The running back is probably going to get more work than a wide receiver two. And then when you look at what happened in the preseason... Demarcus Robinson started opposite Tyreek Hill game one. McCole Hardman came out of the slot and dropped a pass right away because he's buns. And we're dealing with a position where Sammy Watkins never topped 52 catches, 700 yards, or three touchdowns in Kansas City. So it's spend an eight-round pick on McCole Hardman or just take a shot on Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle for free. Probably shouldn't have any of them on your team. But, like, I, if I'm going to leave a draft with any of those guys, probably Demarcus Robinson because he's going to start and he's free. I'm just not touching McCole Hardman. 
It's Tyree Killer bust. I think that's that's one of the. I know everyone wants to give these guys, these wide receivers. They want to, He wants to give them the crown. You want to give them the crown because of those Patrick Mahomes targets, like Jason said. It's really eye opening to hear those true target value numbers. How how much Sammy Watkins underperformed what he could have performed based on how much the targets are worth in his offense um, is really eye opening to how bad Sammy Watkins is. Um, but the reason why these wide receiver twos are never really an option is because of the guy we're about to talk about now, Michael, Travis Kelsey. Talk about the 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 god of fantasy football, Travis Kelsey. My bad, I meant to say Cass. Cass, tell us why. I mean, yeah, when you look at Travis Kelsey's numbers, it's, it's very clear why there's not a wide receiver two in Kansas. Um, the guy would have been the wide receiver three last year. would have been tied with Stefan Diggs in points per game. If uh, I mean, that's just insane. I mean, for a tight end to put a wide receiver three numbers, there, there's no discussion about this. You're drafting Travis Kelsey. I mean, I have him ranked the second of the, uh, the top of the second round. And the positional advantage he gives you is just incredible. And you don't you don't want the number two tight end. You don't want to back up even if he's injured. So it's Travis Kelsey or bust. So talk to me about then how you draft, right? Because you're like, this This guy is such a positional advantage that you're taking him in the first round. And when you say wide receiver three, you mean wide receiver three overall. Oh, yeah. Like not yeah. a wide receiver three. Overall wide receiver three. So where is it that you're starting to consider Travis Kelsey in, in a, a draft, in a, in a redraft right now? Because you got Christian McGaffrey, I think, for sure. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara. Those yeah. guys are definitely be going going before him. For sure. I mean, I, I don't have him. I mean, I have him ranked 12 and a half PPR right now. So if you have the turn and you can get either a top wide receiver or a top running back and Travis Kelsey, you're doing it right. That's right. the best for me. I'm going to go down from from five to tw- to wherever, wherever he's ranked. Anybody in the in the room say stop when you would when you would draft uh, Travis Kelsey over this guy at ADP. So it's Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, stop. I'd, I'd take Kelsey over Barkley. And over Taylor? Yes. What about over Chubb? Yeah, yeah of course over Chubb, yeah. Michael has Travis Kelsey as his I draft fourth player. Yeah. Also over Terry Kill, by the way. Also I would go him. I would go McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Kelsey. Wow, so that you're that high on Kelsey. That's uh, called the FFPC rotten brain because he sees tight <laughs> end premium all the time. <laughs> no, nah, man, he? it's such an advantage to have Travis Kelsey on your roster. You could get a strong running back and a strong wide receiver in the second and third round as well. Speaking of strong running backs and receivers in the second and third round, his teammate, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is in that, that um, Elaire, excuse me, is in that kind of range. And he's a guy that people are thinking can have a nice comeback year after a pretty good rookie year where it's not his fault that he didn't reach the, the ridiculous expectations that, in hindsight, were just too big for him. But he had a good rookie season, and he's on this offense. Michael, are you buying the bounce-back post-hype uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire um, here? CEH was fine last year, all right? Like, he wasn't bad. He wasn't great. Definitely wasn't first-round worthy, though, where he was going um, by the time Labor Day came around after Darryl, um, excuse me, Damian Williams opted out of the season. He was 17th in rushing yards, 17th in rushing attempts, so right in line with that. 20th in red zone opportunities, 
34th in yard per carries, just 38th in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns, and only had 36 receptions on 54 targets, which is abysmal, especially for a running back. And Patrick Mahomes is his QB. That's a 66% catch rate, which was 70th among amongst running backs last season. He was 22nd in points per game. And the thing with Andy Reid is that, you know, he gets this. He has a workhorse running back, right? That's what people say about Andy Reid. CEH played 6 of 13 games, less than 60% of the snaps. It wasn't really the case last year with Andy Reid and CEH. He had decent backups and he was using those backups. The obvious appeal for CEH, Damian Williams is gone. The backup is Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon. If he is a workhorse running back on a loaded Chiefs offense, he's going to be a beast. Not just an Andy Reid offense, but a Patrick Mahomes going to lead the NFL in scoring-led offense. So that's where you have to look at CEH and think, will the volume match the ADP? Because from what we saw from CEH last year, it's not like he's this incredible talent. He seems like he's basically going to be a volume play this year. Will he match his RB14 ADP? In half PPR formats, he's going as the RB14, 24th overall off the board. In PPR, the RB16, 27th overall off the board. I'm not drafting CEH at that price. I'm sorry. Hmm. Like, I get it. I just, every single time I've been in a draft so far this draft season, I've seen CEH's name around some of these guys, like Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, um, Darren Waller. Like, I'm not taking CEH over any of those guys in the back half of the second round or in the beginning of the third round, and that's where you have to take him if you want him on your team. I'm going to... So... Clyde Edwards, CEH or DeAndre Swift? That's t- right now. I'd probably go CEH slightly, just because Swift got hurt. I like we saw last season. Miles Sanders got hurt in the preseason, and they were like, "Oh, it's nothing." And then Miles Sanders missed Week One. Right, like yeah. drafting injured players who are already hurt is riskier. So I'd probably give CEH a slight edge over Swift right now, unless Swift comes back and shows that he's healthy. I still prefer Swift. J.K. Dobbins or C.E.H.? Dobbins for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'd probably go uh, C.E.H. C.E.H. Very slightly but over yeah, Dobbins. Tight. What about uh, Cass? You you didn't weigh in on Swift. Swift or C.E.H.? I still go Swift, I think, just slightly. But uh, the, the injured argument is a good one. I haven't thought about that one. David Montgomery or C.E.H.? C.E.H. C.E.H. Yeah. CEH or Chris Carson? CEH. Carson. I mean, he's that's who he's being surrounded by. So I don't know. I think the, the, I think to me, CEH is being exactly the fair price. Running back 13 right now off the board, like you said, that seems like a very fair price to me. It seems like the type of price that's built in where he's going to get volume and he could, but he could break out and you're paying for that could break out for sure. Um, Cause I mean, if you project him out, it's more of a third-round pickish, but he could be that next guy, so you're paying that extra. So I think he's he's kind of graded out uh, exactly where he needs to be right there. Yeah, I suppose. What about Jared? Like, I don't hate the ADP. It's just every time it gets to me with CEH as one of the top options, I just haven't been picking him. All right, so who are your guys one injury away? 
The one injury away is not Miko Hardman because that's not his role. For me, it's Demarcus Robinson because we've seen in the past when Tyreek Hill misses time, um, Demarcus Robinson has had some viable games. Demarcus Robinson played more in the preseason game. Miko Hardman was not in during 11 personnel time. It was Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson. It's exactly how it was last year. That's how it was with Sammy Watkins there. Like, Demarcus Robinson plays a lot as an outside receiver. So, if Tyreek Hill were to go down, I think Demarcus Robinson would be the next man up. I'm going with the Jet, baby. I was going to say that, too. Yo, Jarek me, too. <laughs> Got to <laughs> keep hope in the, in the behemoth of a human that has never actually panned out. My guy. Even when My he played in a part-time man. role in the Vikings, he wasn't even that good. But everyone was like, but he's so athletic. Yeah, it's because Kyle Shanahan got him. Paid yeah. him OD, and then that damn injury. I really, man, I really wish we could see like an alternate universe where Jarek McKinnon didn't get hurt to see how he would have performed in that Kyle Shanahan offense that year. He seemed like a perfect fit. I remember two years ago, it, he's like the exact comp to to uh, uh, Devonta Freeman. Like the the they're the exact same guy in terms of height, weight, and all this shit. Um, but he's just. More athletic, but also more injury porn. Uh, <laughs> prone, Wait, but, unfortunately. Also, quietly, he had uh, six top 24 performances last year. So if he does get like, the lead role in Kansas because CH is out, that could be kind of decent. Uh, all right. With that being said, that is it for us. Um, we're going to continue in the AFC West next time uh, tomorrow with the Raiders. Uh, interesting team, the Raiders. An interesting, interesting team. I can't wait to talk about them. Um, you can find me on Twitter at <laughs> What is that? Even? It's the That's not a thing. Not a it thing. is here, brother. It is here. Stop trying to make it a thing. Stop trying to make that a thing. Wait till wait till the Raiders won. Oh no. Oh. I'm already like dreading it. Anyway. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter if they want more corny ass jokes. At Brodo FF Jason. At Brodo FF Mike. At Brodo FF Casanova. That's right. See what we did there? At Brodo FF Tim. We all put Brodo FF in front of our name. Do you see that? It's like it's like we planned it or something. It was crazy. Just we just woke up one day and we're just like, oh my God, look at look at this coincidence. Um what a Brodo Fantasy. <laughs> BrotoFantasy.com. Don't forget to download the app. Anyway, I'm taking too much of your time anyway. Um See you tomorrow. We see you every day around these these times. It's good times. Later. 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 Heat wave. <laughs>